0: Yeah. yeah, draft day, Johnny Manziel Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day, A-Wiggins That other side be stay winning Oh man, you know I had to do it for you You know I had to do it for you Yeah, suits and ties yelling out, pay the guys Man, I had to do it for you you know i had to do it for you you know i had to do it for you oh man oh man oh man man you know i had to- welcome back to the racial draft podcast i'm michael ford uh joined uh, no guests this week just um me rolling solo uh we'll see if anyone hops on to the little solo cast but uh you know it's gonna gonna be a little low-key we're just gonna recap week eight or round eight as it were of the season six racial draft um like uh if this is your first episode i apologize but again we are going to do what we do every week that is that is (laughs) i messed up the catchphrase change the complexion of the comic book universe one draft pick at a time via the racial draft and uh yeah let's just get right into it um it was uh Pretty low-key week in terms of the caliber of picks. Nothing too uh nothing too high, nothing too low, I suppose uh, is the best way of characterizing it. And uh, you know, starting us out is a pick that's fairly straightforward, I would say. And that would be uh Natasha Romanoff, uh, the black widow for the Jewish de- delegation. Um, um you know, there's really not a lot to say about this pick. We've we've seen it in other seasons. Uh, obviously, there uh, is a Jewish community um, in Russia. There has been traditionally a Jewish community in Russia who's been a little bit, um, what's the word I'm looking for, um, you know, kind of in the lower echelons of uh, Russian society. And um, you know many of whom actually left Russia to come to the States. So I would say, in the context of that story, you know, having uh, a Jewish Russian girl uh, get pulled into the Black Widow program, uh, recruited and trained, and going through that, especially during the cold during the you know the Cold War years, uh, that to me seems pretty apropos. Um, it doesn't seem like that big of a stretch. Um, also, in terms of the fan cast. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, who is also Jewish, uh kind of made the role famous. Um, so you know, I would say on, on both those fronts, uh, you know, it's a very solid pick for the Jewish delegation. And um, yeah, this the the audience uh, approval scores bear that out in that uh currently the pick is sitting at 91.6 percent approval. Um and the Fancast, uh, sticking with Scarlett Johansson, uh, that's at 100%. So, I mean, you really can't argue with those numbers. Uh, very strong pick and uh, very strong approval of said pick. So, let's move on to the second pick of round eight. This one's a little bit more controversial, I would say. Uh, more, I would say it's more controversial given uh, just the way that the draft has shaken out so far. Um, on its you know, on its own, um, I would, you know, in it's, uh, decontextualized, uh, I don't, I wouldn't say it's too tough of a pick, um, uh, but, you know, this is, uh, the Latinx delegation, uh, choosing, uh, to make Latino, uh, Danny Ketch, aka Ghost Rider, the second Ghost Rider, um, in the kind of modern, Modern conception of the character, um, obviously Johnny Blaze. The original was the is the one that is the most famous, and then of course you've got um, Robbie Reyes, who is still on the board. Um, the kind of modern younger version of Ghost Rider, uh, who is you know generally traditionally associated with um, you know with Latinx culture, specifically Mexican American culture. Um, so again, this character still on the board. But, um, you know, in keeping with uh, Latino delegate uh, Carlos's strategy of focusing primarily on the comics and how often these characters appear in the comics, I know that there is a Danny Ketch solo book that is uh, has kicked off. Um, but, you know, I would say that Robbie Reyes is probably more popular. I would also say that, um, you know, he's had his moment to kind of carve out his niche um, in uh, the zeitgeist. So I can, while well, I can understand strategically some of the advantages of of, of acquiring Danny Ketch, um, you know, it is, it's going to be very curious if they end up not getting the next delegation up not getting Robbie Reyes uh, because they chose to prioritize um, Danny Ketch. Um, but, what i was you know beyond that i would also say that uh he's also the long lost brother of johnny blaze who was drafted by the native american delegation now obviously i'm sure there are ways uh in especially in terms of um the fact that they were long lost the fact that um danny was raised by an adoptive actually they may have both been raised by adoptive families so the adoption aspect might be a way of explaining the um excuse me the different cultural aspects uh particularly you know if their backstories are kind of geared towards the southeast um sorry the southwest united states where there are uh latin um latin communities as well as native american communities that are in very close proximity so i mean it's not a, it's not it's not a, a leap that's Uh, that's impossible to make, but it is one that uh, does kind of create a little bit of uh, discordance, so to speak. Um, You know, add in the fact that this is a character that is traditionally depicted as white, but that's not an issue here where we exist in the racial draft. There's no reason that uh, Danny Ketch, I mean, beyond his name, really, there's no reason that Danny Ketch uh, couldn't be uh, Latino, particularly uh, white-passing, uh, Latino from the perspective of the, the visuals. Um, so on that note, um, you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of wavery on, 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 as far as my own approval of the pick, the people are currently a little bit, a little bit mixed as well. Right now, 71.5% of the people approve of this pick. And that would include, um, Yeah, that would include twenty eight point six strongly approve, forty two point nine somewhat approve, fourteen point three somewhat disapprove, and fourteen point three percent racist. From the fan from the fan cast perspective, I'm I'm not as impressed. I gotta be honest. Uh, This actor, Rick Gonzalez, I have I've seen him in some things. I do know he was in a movie a few years back called Biker Boys so perhaps that was the impetus for the casting but I want to say let me make sure about this because I mean I want to say Rick Gonzalez is Puerto Rican um, and kind of from the east coast yeah, from New York Um, let me make sure that I'm not stereotyping my New Yorkers but uh, I want to say he's oh Dominican and Puerto Rican yeah so um, yeah, from New York, Dominican, Puerto Rican, I definitely associate him more with East coast style characters than West coast style characters. Obviously there has been, we've been known to, uh, see actors, uh, kind of cross pollinate when they're Latino. Um, but this is, you know, this, this one's tough for me because I've seen Rick Gonzalez in some things and, uh, he just doesn't strike me as kind of like the, the Western USA type kind of guy. Um So, you know, so maybe that's let me let me check something. I I want to say we make sure that Danny Ketch didn't spend some time in New York. Because um, maybe his maybe Carlos knows something that I don't. Um... Hmm. I'm not seeing it. I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna keep going. Sorry, listeners. Normally, there would be someone here to uh, talk us through. There'd be someone here to talk us through while I do my my Google's live on the podcast. But uh, yeah, just just keep just keep bearing with me, because I do know he has. Um, once he became Ghost Rider, uh, he spent a fair amount of time in in New York, but I don't be that as it may. I mean, I think that for me personally, I think that it's a little bit easier for um, you know if you're if you're going to sort of keep the the link between Johnny Blaze and Danny Ketch, I think it would make more sense. Um, for Danny Ketch to be Mexican rather than uh Puerto Rican um that's just kind of my own take on it, you know and um so for that I mean i'm I'm not really not really feeling the uh fan cast here um and that does kind of put me in line with the people who are at this point split 50 50. Um, 50/50 approving, 50/50 disapproving, 41.7 strongly approve, 20 uh, sorry 8.3 somewhat approve, 41.7 somewhat disapprove, and uh, 8.3 strongly disapprove. So uh, yeah, it's going to be tough. It's an uphill climb with with just a little little under a day left uh, in terms of uh, casting your vote. But if you feel otherwise, go ahead. Uh, racialdraft.com. Uh, You can find those polls there. You can also find them on Twitter at the Racial Draft Pod Twitter account. So uh, we shall see how how that plays out. Uh, Let's move on to the third pick of the round, the Black delegation with a... uh... Apologies. Uh, Their pick, third pick in the round, uh, Kendra Saunders, uh, who is often uh, depicted as Black. She's also typically... Uh, depicted as a Afro-Latina, um, but not always. Um, but I do think that uh, after my conversation with uh, Delegate Randy uh, from the Black delegation, uh, his intention was for her to be uh, Afro-Latina. Um, you know, there's not a lot to say about this. Like I said, it's a character that uh, my understanding has never been depicted uh, as anything other than um, either uh, just regular Black woman or Afro-Latina you know I, I, she's meant to be another of the danagarian um you know reincarnated um humans who who's, whose souls kind of date back all the way to ancient egypt you know so for that reason you know there's already and and a, a rationale for uh, for the character to be um you know have ties to africa for You know, for lack of a better term. Uh, Additionally, there's the fact that the Black Delegation already drafted uh, Black Hawkman, uh, Carter Hall. Uh, So he's you know, there's there's two black (laughs) two black hawks. (laughs) Uh, You know, I I think that whatever we hear, whatever direction that we sort of see in the future from um, from the DC films, I do I do think that. Carter Hall as played by um and uh, why is his name bother? I I'm really apologizing um let's see if I can remember the actor who played um Hawkman that would be Aldous Hodge sorry oh man what a what a you know rain fart. uh so yes Aldous Hodge he actually did a, in my opinion a really good job as Hawkman so uh t- to that end. You know, I think that if, to the extent that they'd like to, kind of uh, keep Hawkman black, uh, keeping Hawk Girl black, uh, is perfectly a-okay with me. Uh, the people agree with that, for the most part. Eighty uh, percent approval rating for this pick, with seventy percent strongly approve, ten percent somewhat approve, ten percent somewhat disapprove, ten percent racist got to say you got to be racist to be against the black character uh being drafted uh, to stay black uh was so just you know just kind of keep that in keep that in my back pocket so to speak uh, we will move on to the 4th pick of the round. This one is a little tough, I admit, a little tough to wrap your mind around. I did expect by now uh, for the Native American delegation to put out a few words in support of the pick. Um, And my guess is that they're going to suffer. I know we, I know he and I talked, uh, Toriano from the Native American delegation did talk through the pick. So I know what his intentions are. But he hasn't, you know, put out any, uh, put out any statements in support of the pick. And like I said, that's probably going to make it, make it harder for uh, people to see, see the vision here. And uh, the vision here is uh, Groot, Native American Groot. Now, obviously, uh, those of you who have seen the Guardians movies know that Groot is meant to be an alien uh, from a planet of uh, humanoid trees. So. Uh, already, from a storyline uh, perspective, uh, you've got to figure out how to tie this race of humanoid uh, trees to uh, Native American culture. I mean, I think it's doable. I think you can talk about uh, this race as kind of a spacefaring. Um, one thing that we do know about Groot is the is that the seedlings can grow. Uh, in a multitude of places, and there's some sense that a piece of Groot uh, can grow into a full-grown Groot. Um, so maybe there's a logic behind a version of Groot who spent some time uh, with the Native Americans uh, at one point in time, um, and you know, kind of broke off a piece of that bro- broke off a piece of that brute. <laughs> Broke off a piece of that group. <laughs> Apologize, and um, and then from there, uh, you know, went ahead. Uh, These people kind of traveled to their to their place, um, set up shop, did whatever they do, uh, and maybe came back and retrieved, uh, retrieved a young Groot after he had been, um, you know, kind of raised, raised amongst the Native American people, or maybe there was an ancestor group that was um, you know, kind of spent an even longer time among a particular tribe of Native Americans and uh, was kind of brought into the fray, brought in and accepted. And then um, you know, then he went back out to space. Um, there's so I think that I think that there's room to make the story work. but again, you know, just kind of on its own, I can totally understand why uh, people might uh, might not approve. Um, and yeah, that's what seems to be be getting borne out right now. As of now, the approval rating for the pick is sixty-two point five percent, fairly fairly low for for one of Toriano's picks. Thirty-seven point five strongly approve, twenty-five uh, percent somewhat approve, twenty-five percent somewhat disapprove, and twelve point five percent. Is that racist or is that like treeist? Not sure. I mean, I'll ask Scarlett Johansson about that. Uh, She's the expert on uh, people playing trees. We will move on from one kind of shapeshifter to another, uh, to the multiracial delegation. Uh, As I've often mentioned on this podcast, I do feel like the multiracial delegation is the skeleton key delegation in that, um, you know, there are so many characters who can easily be reimagined as multiracial uh, given, um, just given how you would like to uh, define those multi-races. Uh, particularly, I would say in the case of Mystique, um, we don't really lo- know a lot about her origins. So the fact that we don't know a lot about her origins means that she could have uh, relationships and cultural um, identities that vary across different, uh, across different uh you know cultures at different time frames different parts of the world uh you know there's there's any number of cultures that misty could fit in uh if she was particularly born that way and born of people of two different ethnicities in the first place um, let alone the fact that over the hundreds of years that she's been alive uh, she could have been accepted into a multitude of cultures based on her ability to shapeshift um, so for me, it just seems perfect. seems like a no-brainer. Uh, the people are a little bit more skeptical than I expected. As of now, the approval rating for the pick is 76.9%, 692 uh, strongly approve, 77 somewhat approve, 15.4%, somewhat disapprove, a multiracial um, mystique, and then 7.7% racist. But you know, like I said, I, I i don't I don't see the issue. I don't see the problem. I think it could totally work. Raven Darkholm. Uh there are a lot of, you know, a lot of different way, the different directions you can go in terms of telling her backstory and making her fit uh firmly within, you know, any kind of mixture of uh of multiple races uh you know why should why should white women have all the fun playing mystique as far as i'm concerned uh this next pick is a little bit a little bit more controversial i would say uh particularly we just came off of the uh the multiracial aspect of it um and that would be uh electra Nachos, uh aka electra aka daredevil um you know you would have known her from the old school um daredevil movie played by jennifer garner you may also know her from the netflix series played by elodie young uh elodie young uh who is i believe i want to say french and cambodian um but you know her origin generally is that she's greek um obviously she could be adopted she could be a uh a, a, or she could be raised by a greek family of uh east uh, asian descent sorry this was the east southeast asian delegation that drafted electra um so um you know ethnically there's there's that issue but you know there are there can be east Asians in greece uh there can be east asian man who adopts um you know cross racially adopts a daughter names her electra gives her, her his last name and that ex- would explain uh Similarly to how we saw it, it, it saw it in the Daredevil show that would explain why uh, she was Greek, but she was not uh, ethnically Greek. So uh, for that reason, you know, I, I, I don't I don't really have a reason to disapprove of this. Um, and I and it's, you know, um, it's it's cool that the, the 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 voters, the the audience at large uh, kind of feel similar to me. Uh, right now, the approval rating for the pick is sitting at 95.8%. Um, another thing that I should mention is that one reason, another reason that uh, Electra uh, seems to fit so well within um, within sort of East Asian culture is all of the East Asian tropes that are applied uh, to Electra. Um, one of the reasons that Elodie Young was was praised uh, in the casting was that it, instead of it being a white woman uh, who embraces all of these um, sort of ninja uh, East Asian uh, cultural reference and tropes, um, which could be viewed as problematic by it being an, uh, an Asian woman, an East Asian woman, um, considerably less so. less uh, orientalist tropes. And um, that may be another reason that the people are sort of predisposed to the approval here. And uh, you know, again, I'm among them. So, but yes, uh, I should have mentioned before, 79.2 strongly approve, 16.7 somewhat approve, zero somewhat disapprove, and 4.2% racist. Uh, for the fan cast, uh, Rina Sawayama, uh, who you might have seen in the uh, most recent John Wick movie. Um, she was, I forgot her character's name. Uh, she worked in the uh, the Japanese, in the Tokyo Continental. Uh, and um, spoiler alert for the movie, uh, she's a badass. Um, so big fan of her performance as a badass uh, in John Wick. Totally think that she could play excuse me a badass uh, as electra um only thing is that she does quite doesn't quite have the the full hair that is often associated with electra but other than that big approve uh the people are a little bit more mixed on on Rina sawayama than they are uh, the casting overall i'm sorry than the draft pick overall uh, but 75 percent of the people do approve of Rina Sawayana, Sabayama, rather, as Electra. Um, 50% strongly approved, 25% somewhat approve, 15% somewhat disapprove, 10% racist. That brings us to the next pick. Seventh pick of the round. Uh, this is another repeater pick from uh, from last season. Uh, that would be Craven the Hunter. Uh, earlier this this week we got a trailer uh, for the new craven movie Um, and uh, spoiler alert for that movie uh, he was just a regular white guy in fact a not even a russian white guy Uh, he kind of had a british accent either a british accent or an american accent but definitely not a russian accent Uh, his father played by russell crowe did have a russian accent so they definitely want him uh, sergey sorry sergey craven off uh to be to still be Russian but uh you know they 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 went extra Caucasian there um but here we have with the Swan and Mena delegation uh you know Turkish Craven um you know, I would say that the way that he's typically depicted, even though uh his backstory is one that is supposed to be of of Russian aristocracy, uh, his look is often very kind of, for her lack of a better term, swarthy um, and brownish and bearded and, um, you know, the kinds of the kinds of things that you might associate with the the groups of Russians that are um, that are more ethnically uh ethnically uh distinct from from pure arianism um and for that reason you know there's a fair fair amount of turkish uh communities in russia uh so this would be a turkish russian version of craven uh there are some actors that are that kind of look the part of what you might associate with craven one of them is numan akar uh he appeared in the most sorry not the most recent spider-man movie in uh, spider-man far from home um and you know at the time that he was cast i do remember people thinking oh huh? could he be playing craven he really does look like comic book craven uh alas he was not he was just playing kind of a european a generic european spy badass uh so both the casting as of now and the draft pick are at 72.7% approval with uh 72.7 all strongly approve uh 18.2 somewhat disapprove and 9.1 racist but well, let's keep it moving uh the eighth pick of the round this one's a little this one's a little bit of a tough one gotta to admit uh and this is the South Asian delegation and uh rogue aka uh Anna-Marie, a.k.a. Uh, Sugar, Very, very, I mean, I don't know. I mean, this is a character that is um, very kind of closely associated with being Southern and Southern culture. Um, obviously, there are um, South Asians who live in the South, and I'm sure that there are South Asians who uh, speak enough with an accent that you would think of, you know, you would hear their voice and think, "Oh, yeah, she's definitely from the south." But her her story is is so tied to, you know, kind of kind. Um, how do I explain this? The down downtrodden, uh, poor, um, almost rural um, trailer ish. Uh, communities in the south. I want to say she's from Mississippi. Um, uh, don't quote me, let me look that up. But I, yeah, I want to say she's from Mississippi, uh, even though you know it wouldn't be wrong for people to assume that she was from Georgia. But, but like I said, I think, I think she's from Mississippi. Let me check. Wait for it. She was she was yep caldecott county mississippi so uh you know i mean it's obvious that she could still be uh south asian like i said but it's it's that's a tough one for me because even though it's not it's not it's more her it's more her culture than her race um you, you do somewhat brush up against the the character uh as as south asian being kind of like her primary identifier um it's 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 it, it's uh, it would be i don't know enough about the uh fan cast let me look up the fan cast uh risha morjani uh maybe she's maybe she's from the american south that would be kind of cool maybe that would help uh help bridge the gap um nope she is from california 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 sorry uh, so uh you know not to say that she couldn't pull off a southern accent but uh you know it, it's just it's 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 pushing up pushing up against uh what I what I feel like uh is is a, is a perfect Uh, Perfect fan cast. I mean, I do like the character of Rogue. I think the character of Rogue is is fairly popular. Um, You know, there was a thing last year where um, a lot of people wanted. um, Oh, man. What is happening with my brain this weekend, guys? I apologize. Kiki Palmer. Thank you. Uh, There were a lot of people who were fan casting Kiki Palmer, and they sort of decided that uh, the main focus, uh, you know, is she thick enough? Check. <laughs> and uh, can she do the sugar can she do the southern accent and uh once people saw that she could they were like all over the all over the internets uh photoshopping and uh fan cast you know photoshopping and fan art of uh kiki palmer um you know she did i believe for i want to say it was either halloween or some other excuse to do cosplay of uh of rogue. So if there's some if there's some cosplay or fan art of uh South Asian rogue, I mean again rogue is a very fairly popular ca- uh, character. So I wouldn't be surprised if there are um South Asian uh cosplayers uh who, who do who do rogue um but but again from a canon perspective for from a, you know let's go back and rewrite the story of the character and make Anna Marie um south asian it's a tough one for me it's a tough one for me uh but uh the people yeah they're sort of they're they're, they're sort of torn as well 61.1 percent approval uh 50 strongly approve 11.1 somewhat approve 33.3 somewhat disapprove 5.6 percent racist uh for the fan cast um looks like the fan cast is going over a little bit better 73.7 percent approval rating there um so i guess people know uh risha morjani's work and they're and they're just kind of like well you know um you know if we're gonna get a you know if we're gonna get a south asian rogue um you know i suppose they could they could accept uh risha morjani um but again uh 15.8 somewhat disapprove and 10.5% racist. Uh so maybe maybe the the people down at the bottom do not approve of uh, her acting. Um I haven't seen her work really except in a few clips so I don't have a strong opinion one way or the other. You know, going from one traditionally southern character to another traditionally southern character and even more uh traditional, well I wouldn't say Southern per se but more tied with uh Farm rural life um and definitely with a with a country countrified accent uh and that would be Sam Guthrie he of the Guthrie Clan he of uh, I want to say Kentucky so maybe that that is Southern isn't it uh-huh. so yeah from from Mississippi to Kentucky uh two really very, very, very associated with the South and associated with rural life, uh back to back. And that is the Polynesian delegation. Uh getting 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 a piece of Sam Guthrie this time out. I gotta be honest, I don't see it. Uh I'd love, i love to find out um what the vision is for uh the, the fan cast for the actor with Samoan. So you know maybe there's something that I'm missing about um you know Samoan communities in Kentucky um obviously um, there's probably Samoans out in Kentucky but there's so much about this character about Sam Guthrie uh about his his time as a coal miner's son uh it's there's just you know to the to the point that even some of the sort of white actors that we've seen uh play most notably in the uh in the new mutants movie, like if you can't pull it off. And I didn't think that, that, that actor could, um, you know, pull it off. Uh, it, it, it's hard. It's hard to, to, to really get that, uh, to really get that vision, uh, in place, uh, for, for Sam Guthrie, for cannonball. Um, so yeah, uh, it's tough sell. Uh, the people, people are a little bit mixed, I suppose. Sixty percent approval, so greater than fifty percent. Not not completely split. Fifty uh, percent strongly approve, by far the highest uh, highest outcome. Ten uh, percent somewhat approve. Ten percent somewhat disapprove, but thirty percent strongly disapprove. You know, and this is a tough one. You know, for me, I, generally, like I can I can understand there are a lot of characters that uh can be that can be respent without issue but this one this one's tough because he's like I said his character is so associated with with a particular kind of whiteness, particular kind of countryness that that I it, it's hard for me even uh to imagine him um, of that of a different background, uh, let alone a uh, Polynesian background uh the fan cast, uh, this is an actor that I'm in no way familiar with uh, Beulah Koale, Koale, I apologize, uh, like I said, who's Samoan, um, let me look him up and find out whether maybe he's from Kentucky, he is not, he is from New Zealand, um, so, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I, I, I'm not, I'm not really, not really, uh, seeing it, um, but uh, you know he seems seems to have been put in a, a fair amount of work. Um, he's a little on the old side for Sam Guthrie's thirty, um, but you know it is what it is. But um, he he too is getting a sixty percent approval rating. But in this ca- in his case, it's all sixty percent strongly approve, um, and then there's forty percent somewhat disapprove. So uh, you know. N- not my cup of tea this time around for for uh for for cannonball. But uh, you know, I think we I think we're finishing up fairly strong with the 10th pick of the round from the white delegation, and that's Donna Troy. Um now granted, uh, you know, Donna Troy is a character that uh, given a very complicated backstory, um, with that backstory, there's a little bit of room in the shenanigans from the magic that created her, uh, for her to have been a woman of color, even though technically, uh, she's supposed to be kind of, a, a clone, if you will. a magical clone of, of Diana, of, uh, Wonder Woman. But from what I remember, the Wonder Woman fan cast, uh, to be, um, you know, she's a, wonder woman uh, could be kind of closer to uh, white ethnically and of course um donna could have been raised by white people and just you know um what's the word i'm looking for embrace uh, embr- embrace her white passingness, embrace her white culture and uh since she grew up she grew up in, in america i believe uh could basically identify as white and you know, she, visually, because of the fact that she's traditionally white, you know, I don't think there'd be much of an issue with that. So, you know, for me personally, uh, I don't have a lot of objections with white Donna Troy, even though I do believe that, um, you know, there are some other delegations that could have put in a claim for Donna Troy, and it also would have, they also would have had an opportunity to make it work. But uh, K Sarasara on that on that point, uh, other delegations losses uh, as the white delegations gain. So as of now, uh, the approval on that pick is seventy eight point five percent. Wait, seventy eight point five approval rating for White Donna Troy fifty seven point one strongly approve twenty one point four somewhat approve. 14.3 somewhat disapprove and 7.1 percent woke I mean uh th- those of you who are long time listeners know that I don't use that word unironically so that was just a joke that was just a joke woke as a joke but uh but that was it that's that's it te- those were the 10 picks that was the round uh you know um I may as well give for the benefit of the listeners. A rundown as of now: the top three delegations in third place, uh, the Black delegation; the in second place, the Native American delegation; and currently uh, in the lead uh, in our competition is the Jewish delegation, which you know jumped out to pretty strong lead over the over the weekend. So uh, we shall see whether these these uh, rankings hold. Uh, we shall see what the ninth round brings. Uh, there are there's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of characters. This is where the rubber meets the road, so to speak. Um, you know, you could, you could start start quitting, start quitting on your picks. It's still, there's potential trades that can be made. You know, I'm always a big proponent of a, a win-win trade, a uh, trade that, that every, makes everyone happy, including the listeners. Um, but again, if you're a listener, uh, go ahead, find us, find racialdraft.com. So racialdraft.com uh you know comment there uh vote in the polls share with your friends go to go to twitter go to instagram racialdraft on instagram go to facebook racialdraft on facebook um we d- we don't have a tiktok yet you know maybe next season maybe next season but uh youtube uh you know follow us on youtube uh, get the the uh, weekly recaps um you know as they come out um you know occasionally i'll put clips from the podcast video clips you can see my uh eh, face um you know uh every now and then on the youtube but um yeah we we enjoy the fan participation we love that aspect uh we're always trying to grow a community of commenters of people with voices uh, if you're from a different delegation you know go ahead and comment under uh, the picks for your delegation, you know, propose, uh, you know, so propose some picks. You know, we'll we'll at least give it a listen. You know, go back some to, to the some of the old picks, and and let the people, you know, let your delegates know whether you uh, approve or don't approve. Even if the polls have been closed, just kind of get get it out there so that everyone can can know, you know, future seasons which direction to go. You know, we still have for this season a second round. Uh, not second round, but a second go round of the dynasty draft, uh, which means, you know, that's where we play for keep. So if there are some characters that you feel like must be drafted uh, in this season's dynasty draft, you know, go ahead and hit us up so that uh, everyone knows that these are the characters that should be targeted. Um, You know, I'm a big fan of, like I said, you, this show wouldn't be this show without the listeners, without the audience, without the fan participation. So, uh, one more place that you can reach us, you can email us at racialdraftpodcast at gmail. Um, and you know, we'll give you, you know, we'll we'll read your feedback on the podcast. Um, if you're on iTunes, go ahead and rate us five stars, as they say. If you rate us four stars, I'm inclined to think you're a hater, but uh, but rate us anyway, five stars five stars, five stars, uh, rate us on, on Spotify. If you have Spotify, you know, we have rated ratings there. And, uh, and of course you can, you know, answer our Spotify poll where we always ask, uh, what's your favorite pick of the round is. So, you know, we, we've got a we've got myriad ways, uh, for you to reach out for you to be part of the show in, in the, in the smallest of smidgens. Um, but that concludes this week's show. So till next time. All things are possible.